Welcome to Toffee Blue Opposition View again. I, I am Jerry, and I'm back with another uh, pretty cool, pretty cool interview opportunity. You know, uh, we've got Watford coming up this weekend, and I actually get to uh, talk to John, who is a Watford supporter who also runs uh, from the Rookery End. It's a uh, podcast, blog site, uh, fan site, uh, by supporters for supporters. It's a pretty cool thing. So uh, yeah, here's John. Welcome, man. Thanks a lot. Welcome. Uh, thank, you, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Watford, it seems like it's a pretty good season to be a, to be a Watford supporter. Um, uh, well, <laughs> so I would say it's, it recently has been a very good time to be a Watford supporter. Now, you know, you, you know we're not all the, you, you high-level high Everton fans who uh, have been in the Premier League for many, many years. Um, we've had our owners, the Pots owners, for five years now. Uh, and ever since that, that's happened, they really sort of brought, uh, brought a bit more life to the club. Um, you know, we were used to being a championship side and, and you may say we was happy there, um, but we've sort of developed, they've helped develop the squad and, you know, we're now in our third year in the Premier League um, and at the moment being here is just, just fun and games, uh, but particularly this season because things are, are going quite well. Right. Uh, I mean, you've got, uh, you're currently sitting eighth, four, three and three. I mean, you've, you're coming off two losses, but they're two tough games. One of them was to, to Chelsea and uh, and before that you beat Arsenal. I mean, it's... So uh, things things are going all right. Uh, so so you've got Silva now as your manager. Um, how how are how have things changed under him? Like differences between before and and now. Well, we were you, you, so in many ways the squad has changed this year, but actually it isn't the squad that's the most important change. We always felt last year uh, with Walter Mazzari that we were a team that wasn't the sum of its parts. Uh, we had the players who did shine, and we beat Arsenal last year 2-1 uh, at their place. Uh, and they certainly performed well that day, and we beat Manchester United 3-1 at home. Um, but then we lost away at Burnley, and, and we weren't consistent. And it seemed to be that I think the individual players stepped up when they wanted to step up in the big games. But as a squad, as a team, we weren't sort of together, we weren't cohesive. And that's what um, Marco's definitely been able to do. He's much more of a man-manager, I think, rather than a master tactician even though he's, he is a good tactician. Uh, and that's what seems to have, have brought the best out of these players. Plus, we brought in a, a few players over the summer. And there's more of, a, I think, a, a, a character to the, to the team of it being a slightly younger, um, energetic team. And that sort of really brings... He's able to bring that out with, with his sort of management style. Um, I have to mention this, and I totally didn't even mention it earlier, but... Uh, He's been mentioned in the in the Everton manager search. I don't think that's going to happen because I think he's got a pretty good gig at Watford right now, and it's mid-season. Um, but how long do you think? Do you think it's a situation where if he continues to succeed, he will kind of move on, or does he seem kind of like uh, he's pretty pretty happy there? I think he's. You know, if you look at where he was before he came to Watford, he had sh- shone. At, at Hull. He'd done very well for what they had and the time they had. And everybody was after him. And he chose Watford. And he chose Watford, I think, mainly because of, of our infrastructure. Um, he, wasn't, he knew he wasn't going to go straight for the big, big jobs. So, yeah, they have stepping stones. And, and working in the Premier League must be better than working back at, Port, back at home in Portugal. And you know, we have uh, changed a lot of managers over the last five years. 
But that's not a necessary problem. We have a uh, scouting structure. We have a managerial structure. We have a management structure that has grown and grown and grown. Uh, and actually, what you know, they're, they're not the manager. They're the head coach. And their job is to come in and to work with the recruitment team to add to what we've already got, um, to use their wealth of uh, knowledge that the Pozzo family have had since the mid-80s uh, in Udinese. So he's come in and, and be able to, to do that. And I think that's why he chose Watford. So why would he move on, let alone move to Everton? Now, I don't think at this point he is... I honestly don't think Everton's a stable club, as my outside perspective. It's got the potential, but it hasn't got the stadium yet. Right. And we know that the, the ups and downs, are, 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 lots of teams have gone through when they change stadiums. Um, a lot of money was spent, but doesn't seem to be spent that well. It might work out, it might not. And that just sort of shows maybe that, that the signs are, are they as, a, as an organisation, uh, what he wants to sort of move on to. He does need, you know, before he goes to, you know, two weeks before that would be Arsenal. Of course, everyone says, oh, well, the, or the media say, oh, well, you know, maybe he could take over from Arsene Wenger. You know, he, he's, he is at, at place as a manager where you need to make the right choices. You know, he knows that he can shine for a certain amount of time. He knows that he may quite quickly, uh, you know, a, a run of five, no, let's say three or four losses for whatever reason, because of injury, not just because of bad management. All of a sudden, Watford aren't at the top. And all of a sudden, he's not shining quite the same. Right. But I think he knows he has to prove himself not just over half a season, across a season. Uh, and I think if he went, let's say, at the end of the year, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I think if he stayed for two years, that'd be much better right. for us and for him. Getting back to this season, uh, who has, uh, who's actually surprised you? Uh, it, it could be newcomers. It could be players who, who were with you before this year. Uh, who's done, done more than you expected? Uh, I think the biggest surprise, uh, let's say, has been... Um, Two, well, several players who have sort of come in. Uh, one uh, being uh, Richarlison, who is the young, hot Brazilian, and he plays like a young, hot Brazilian. He runs, he heads, which Brazilians don't always do. Um, but he's showing the flair, the, uh, you know, to raise the excitement uh, out of the, of the crowd. Uh, and, and, and particularly interesting for such a young player. Um, we, we, when we had John Barnes at, at Watford in the, in the 80s, he, you know, the minute he got the ball... There was a raise in energy, you know, what could he do with the ball? Uh, and there's certainly that feeling with Richarlison. Um, in terms of players that we've had before, I think we are seeing the best out of or better out of those players on a more regular basis. But one particular one is uh, Abdel Al-Dekore, uh, who is a young uh, French player who came last year, didn't really feature the first part of the season, uh, ended up getting into the side, mainly due to injury, but starting to prove himself. But he has absolutely come on. Um, and he really is thriving as uh, one of our central midfielders alongside Tom Cleverley, who uh, we brought back because he was up with us to Watford, uh, was it 2010? Uh, 2009, 2010, as a loanee when he's a Manchester, City player, uh, Manchester United player. Uh, and he has just come back and it's like he's never been away. Uh, and I think he's really sort of been able to, to, to lead a bit more. Uh, and to be a much bigger cog in the Watford machine than he would have been in, say, the Everton machine, uh, and certainly a bigger cog than he would have been in the Manchester United machine. Right. So um, the three of them in, in midfield, along with Nathaniel Chalabar, who we bought um, from Chelsea, who again was a, had been with us before on loan uh, in the first season of the Pozzos. Um, he's injured at the moment, he's been out, but the, actually those three of those midfielders, Cleverly, Chalabar and, um, and Decore, were on fire. 
uh, at the beginning of the year. They just literally clicked and they were they were doing really, really well. So that's where we are. Um, and I think, yeah, those three sort of are the key. We also got Roberto Pereira, who we bought from from Juventus, which is always a crazy thing that Watford are buying players, players from Juventus. Um, and he uh, he was injured at most of last season. He turned up, played a bit, got injured, uh, came back at the beginning of the season and started to shine. Um, uh, actually, he came back the minute Chalabar got injured, so he almost slotted in. Uh, but he's got an injury a couple of weeks ago. He might be back for this weekend. Um, but I think they're probably going to be a bit more cautious of right. him before rushing him back, let's say, for, before, you know, before the international break. You kind of gotten into. Uh, you mentioned cleverly. I was going to get to that later. You've already you've already gotten yeah. there. So people people are really really happy. He's back. Is he playing more? He's playing more centrally now, right? Yeah, he's he's flicked a little bit depending on where the team's playing. Okay. Um, so we're play we play a a four two three one. So he's sort of mainly playing the middle of the three. Okay. But actually, those the two and him. So the two, what you call slightly further back right. midfielders, and him are, are just a blur in the middle. You know, there isn't uh, there isn't that like, necessarily defined lines right. um, or positions, let's say. So he is sort of playing much more centrally, um, and it, it just he does seem to shine uh, very very well in that position. And I think that also gives him a little bit more um, uh, with, with playing with those other two younger players. It gives him a, a bit more um, what's the word I want to say uh, seniority. Uh, which I think sort of helps him, like that gives you different status right. in, in, a, in a club. So when Pereira is in, he's I suppose technically a little bit further back. When Pereira isn't, he's a little bit further forward. Right. Um, but he's uh, being known as the first man to celebrate. So if you look at any pictures of Watford celebrating, he's the, always the first one, or at least behind. <laughs> Every single player. Uh, so the only time he wasn't first to help celebrate was the one where he did score against Man- uh, against Arsenal, and he was celebrating himself. <laughs> That's the strangest thing that people have noticed. That's awesome. That's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I noticed like when he was with us. Uh, you know, Martinez was playing him more on the wing sometimes, but and, and when he was playing centrally, he was playing more in a two mm. uh, at, at certain times and. I don't know. It seems like it makes sense that he would that he would do well in a three, you know. Um, yeah, and I think it, it's it's the fact that I mean I don't know what you know when when you're playing four at the back, those two aren't as dependent on being defensive, uh, and especially when they say there there's this blurriness of the three of them, right. um, that 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 frees him up a little bit more, and I think gives him a multiple skilled role um, that he can sort of shine both in an attacking form as a playmaker and also uh, as a scrapper and a, um, a, 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 a you know, scrappy you know, midfielder. Right. So, uh, when you've had a good season, I mean, I suppose there have to be some people who are not performing up, up to expectations. So, has anybody's uh, actually disappointed or have there not really been many of those? God, well, if you didn't see the uh, disappointing uh, foul that Britos did against Brighton, sorry, ninja kick that he did against Brighton, uh, it was horrendous. And as a person, it let us down. Uh, was slightly been let down this year by Holobas, who isn't getting many yellow cards he did last year. He was one yellow card away from being the all-time yellow card uh, re- recipient uh, at the end of last season, so um, there's that, and I suppose that uh, 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 slight weakness at the moment is up front. Um, uh, we bought for 18 million pound, which is a lot of money for Watford. Uh, we bought uh, Andre Gray from Burnley. Uh, he, he has scored. He, he he's he's playing a different role that we didn't have in our squad last year. He is much more, you know, running off the ball. Is 
is much more effective um, and useful. Um, we just had some big boys up front, you know, previously. And then the biggest boy, the meanest boy uh, of them all, uh, Troy Deeney, he won't be playing on Saturday because right. you know it's three match ban. For um, I think he was just trying to just squeeze a spot on uh, Joe <laughs> Allen's face. But no, apparently he was really, really overly violent. So he um, he was uh, uh, he, he's not playing. And again, Troy has been with us for years. Gave us the greatest moment a football fan will ever have, um, and will never be beaten when we scored our, his goal, very very last minute goal against Leicester City in the playoffs right. for the uh, what five years ago now. So he's never going to sort of beat that. Um, and he has scored the Premier League, but I think he's also struggled a little bit. And him tr- trying to find. What is Troy Deeney in the Premier League um, has been quite hard for him, right. and he has shown uh, he, yeah, he, his, his performance he put in against Arsenal where he came on late. He absolutely just I don't want to say bullied, but he really did show his strength. And I don't know yeah. if you saw the the quote about uh, do Arsenal have Kahuna's or not? You know, he that's that's what he is, and that's what he plays, and it, that does feel where he he will suit. So we do feel a bit light up front. Um, uh, but we know that actually we are getting goals and shots. Just you know, not they're not as dependent, let's say, on the strikers as uh, in different setups might have might have needed. Moving on to to this weekend, uh, how do you see Watford lining, lining up against us? Actually, well, I think because of Troy being banned, we're going to start with Andre Gray up front. The question is, does Pereira start? Mm-hmm. Um, I do say so. The the, the 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 wings will probably be uh, Richarlison. And uh, Carrillo. Uh, the middle, I think, is if I was Watford, I don't think I'd risk Pereira straight away unless he's made a really good. So Cleverly would probably be there with behind him Capu, um, who was really hot and cold last year. Right. Um, he's certainly trying to he's sort of playing for a new contract, I think. So there's him, and then uh, Decore, and then our sort of I I, I want to say our uh, Marco's favoured. Uh, defence is Holobas on the left, Firmino on the right um, and he can bomb down the wing and cause you much trouble uh, and attack as, as well as defence and then probably going to be Britos uh, and Cabaselli, uh, the young Belgian player who we've, uh, who's really started to shine as well this season and in goal, uh, Gomez Yeah So it, I suspect it's not going to change formation so it will be a, uh, a 4-2-3-1 uh, will probably be the, the setup. Yeah, watch, watch Gomez play and I'm thinking, you know, maybe I can Get back out there and play a little more, you know, because because he's ageless wonder. The guy just <laughs> yeah, and been through a lot, and been through a lot of uh, uh, put downs, and he really sort of he came down, and we had uh, two years with him in the championship, and he, you know, he again that, that role where you know he's playing the big brother to a lot of those squads, and and I think he's particularly important when it comes to Richarlison. Richarlison is a young Brazilian boy. Uh, who's come over, um, and we've had many young players. So we've got another guy called Isaac Success, who's come over from, from Nigeria right. via uh, Granada, and he doesn't seem to uh, have settled. And, and it can often be with some young strikers where they just look a little bit too juvenile. Mm. Um, but Richardson isn't. He's really growing, and and having that, we you know you must must be like an older brother, almost a dad maybe. Um, that he has in Gomez, as well as Marco being uh, Portuguese speaker, because he's from Portugal. Um, that, that's that been a big part of his settling in um, and almost that freedom he has. He, I think he's third in strikes, uh, shots on target in the Premier League. And I always think that's down to pure and utter um, uh, just confidence in yourself. 
I think that's literally all he can he can do um, is have pure confidence, and he just wants to strike the ball. We haven't seen a lot of that at Goodison lately, you know, <laughs> for, for our guys in blue lately. Just uh, that's that's one of the things Ed, we actually hear a lot when people send in fan thoughts and whatnot. Actually, the last one, somebody all they put was. Believe in yourself. <laughs> it was literally yeah. the only thing they said, and I was thinking, yeah, the team doesn't really is not really playing as though they have a lot of belief. Um, so that that can be a huge a huge defining uh, characteristic a characteristic going into going to a match. I mean, really, um, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense, John. Mm. Uh, so um, thinking about you know. Everton, what Everton's probably going to put out there, probably going to do like a a four three three. Jagielka and Williams will probably be in the center. Uh, Gay and uh, Davies and Bunningimi will probably be uh, the mids. And uh, let's see here, probably probably Rooney, Calvert Lewin, Morales, and uh, I don't think Vlasic will be out there. Maybe even Aaron Lennon. Uh, it's that's probably the way we're going to in Baines, of course, and uh, John yeah. Joe Kenny. So if that's what we're throwing out there, let's pretend like it's a four-three-three. Who do you see your impact players being for for Watford this weekend? Well, it depends. If you're going against a team that you know isn't particularly confident, you're going to go and play your game mm-hmm. rather than trying to play a game to against them and when you sort of play when we played Arsenal particularly it definitely felt like we'd we changed the formation just slightly to, to match them um, I think we might go off on, our, on the front foot I think we might sort of not necessarily go against you know do anything particularly for your guys and I just think generally the Watford team mm-hmm. will do a better against an Everton team just because of that pure confidence and, mm-hmm. and that sort of headspace that, that both of them are in I wouldn't say necessarily down to individuals. I think the the teams are probably going to be the most telling thing on Sunday. See, I was thinking more about the fact that, well, we have some slower players that start for us right now. <laughs> and I think of it, your team, you you got some quick players. You just described a lot of players, mm. and one of their main defining characteristics was speed. I think the only one mm. you didn't really mention for that for is uh, Tom Cleverly, who does have a brain on him. So, <laughs> you know, despite the he, – he, and he plays quickly. He usually doesn't hold on to the ball very long. He plays a lot of one right. and two-touch play. So uh, I feel like Watford's going to play quickly against a team that may – so I'm curious as to, as to whether Unsworth's going to play any quicker players to counter that or if he's just going to go my best 11, you know. Uh, so it's hard to say. I mean, it depends where he gets to in terms of playing a game. You know, we played Arsenal and uh, we got the win out of that and then we play against Stoke and get an early goal. And they, they part the bus and make it an awful game of football to watch. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> just, and and if, but when you're in a position, which, which they were, uh, where they needed to get wins, that's how you, you have to win certain games of football. Winning ugly is, is a part of football. Um, and if Unsworth just needs the win, if he wants to you know, keep the job, then that's, that's the way he might set them up and, and might you know, persuade the players that's the best way to go forward uh, in, in the long run. That's possible. It's very possible. In the first half against Chelsea, it kind of looked like we had. I don't think we had any legitimate offensive chances. But then the second half, we looked like a different team. It was strange mm. with the same players. It was it's a strange, mm. strange tweak. It really was just an attitude. It's crazy. Uh, so uh, back to this weekend. What's your prediction? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, well, I've got to go for convincing three 0 to Watford. 
Two goals, <laughs> two goals by Andre Gray. I'm not going to go realistic. I'm not going to say anything about Everton. I'm just going to go. Well, what I'd love to say, what I'd love to see is Charlton needs another goal. He had an absolute not a stinker against Chelsea, but he missed a lot of opportunities. Yeah, he didn't get one right. last week. He needs another goal. Andre Gray needs to get the goals going. So don't want to score one, Andre. You need to score two. Because two will really get him going for the rest of the season. So I'm going to go for at least three. And Gomez ain't going to let nothing in. Uh, so, so you've heard it here first. John is predicting an absolute battering this weekend. It's, it's probably the first time I've, I've, we've done an opposition view where the, where the, the, op, the opposing fan just flat out says, we are going to murder you guys. <laughs> 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 I'm always I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the optimist on the podcast I'm not the pessimist I'm the optimist uh, that's, yeah, maybe I, that's a bit too optimistic but I'm going to stick with it that's funny like I'm I'm, the, I'm usually an optimist as well but you, I'm usually predicting like 1-0 because of the state of, of the way things are for us right now so yeah. yeah oh well okay so switching gears just a little bit here's a non-football question uh, I mentioned to you when we were talking earlier that uh, that I'm a filmmaker you know, make the, make the movies and stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm asking everybody once uh, once we come on, what's your favorite movie? You have to go. There's my favorite movie of my childhood, and that's Star Wars. Then there's one of my favorite movies of recent years. Then it's going to be something like Guardians of the Galaxy, just for the fun and the hoopla and the feeling that I had that I was a child again. But the sort of favorite film ever. Because I want to come across as cool, more than anything, is uh, Outside with George Clooney and wow. uh, Jennifer Lopez. That is that's a the while o- back. That's the only. I love George Clooney. Yeah. But je- that's the only Jennifer Lopez film I like. I-, I might agree with that. I don't know if I've seen one where I actually that I actually am a fan. I mean, she's always. But also, what I also love about that film is that actually it wasn't it wasn't massive, it wasn't huge, and people don't talk about it, so it feels a bit special to me. That sort of thing that you just watch it and it's like, oh, I remember going to see that film, I loved that film, but no one really talks about it. And when normally when people ask the question, what's your favourite film? They always go on about obvious films like The Shawshank Redemption, which is a great film, but I'm going to go with Outside. See, that tells me so much about your personality. It really does. You know, I didn't see Out of Sight until it was out on video. I didn't even think about watching it when it was in, when it was in the theaters. Um, but it's a, it, it's, I mean, it's action, but it's also got uh, got some wit. You know, and it's, a and clever, it's great characters. It's a clever it's great film. Characters. Yeah, it's the characters more than anything that that they sort of bring out of it. I think that's what I, I love about it the most. That's so funny. I, 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 yeah, that's good. This tells me. This does tells me tell me a lot about uh, about John. <laughs> that'd be really that's uh, that's great yeah so uh, not at all what I expected several answers I did not expect this time that was that was great I love it I love when they when you when you when everybody gives me something uh, you know against against what I, against type you know because yeah. uh, when you said Star Wars I was just like uh, you know I, I mean I do like Star Wars I do you know it's cool I watched it when I was little I mean I think I saw Jedi in the theater. You know, it's, yeah, it's to, yeah. you know, I, and Guardians I saw in the theater. I think that's that's. I really wish I could show it to my five year old, but I can't yet. You know, not yet, no. not yet. But he has totally seen Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Did I, and I had to explain. It's a so such a complicated plot to explain to a five year old. It's literally every five minutes. So okay, 
That's the Empire, and here's what they did. Because I don't remember, remember a kid. I don't really remember trying to remember and what's going on. You just wanted to see the funny android uh, droids. Then you wanted to see Han Solo. He's the greatest character ever. Then you wanted to see the Jedi fight. Then you wanted to see the the Tie Fighters and the X Wings at the end. That's all I cared about when I was little. That that was Star Wars. Yeah, that was Star Wars. But but my kid keeps asking, "What's happening right now?" I mean, it happens when I show him Doctor Who episodes, you know? Every every okay. five minutes, okay. Uh, he's regenerating, man. Okay? Oh, it takes Don't time. show him Lord of the Rings, then. Do not show him Lord of the Rings, because that's really complicated. My adult sister had to have almost like a little book to help her get through that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I've, I've got to do that, too, because I loved the experience of watching those in the theater. That was yeah. great. You know the, the the culture around that those films was almost as as big as the Star Wars films when they were in, in theaters. You know, people dressing up and stuff. I didn't, mm. but I did. I was there opening night. That was the thing. So so out of shot, out of sight, John with a, a little bit of a, a J Lo, like in the J Lo, but also maybe a little George Clooney man crush going. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. Sweeney, yeah. Clo- Sweeney Clooney, all about Sweeney Clooney. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, this has been a good talk, John. I really uh, want to say thanks a lot for, uh, for coming on here and talking to me and indulging me in my strange film questions. Uh, that's all right. But also the, uh, the Watford education. This, this definitely, hopefully, will give everybody a little, a little extra to, to think about when we're, when we're playing this weekend. Yeah, if everyone can remember when the game starts. Half past four, not on television. What's that about? I, I, you know what makes it even more confusing for me is it actually won't be as bad this weekend. But last weekend, England had already fallen back an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. We had not. So I had been thinking five hours difference. And but Sunday beyond, it was four and it was throwing off my entire week. I'm sitting here filming with people. Okay, we're going to film at 530. And I'm waiting here with my lights on and everything. They're not ready. Because it's not time. So, yeah. That's a thing. Anyway, all right, but uh, thanks so much, John. It's awesome to talk That's to you. All right. Hopefully, we'll uh, hopefully we'll get to talk again later on the season when we uh, when we play again. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, good we'll luck. Do. Good luck to you. And I'm gonna check out your website a little bit more now. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> all right, take care, Gary. Cheers. All right, bye bye. Thanks. So that's it for Toffee Blue Opposition View. Uh, if you're liking the videos, subscribe. That'd be awesome. We'd appreciate it. Um, also. Click the little thumbs up and uh, comment because we'd love to hear from you. Uh, getting to know know who everybody is and uh, what they have to say. Um, anyway, but that's it. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully Sunday goes well. Bye-bye.